You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the fight as Carapace, Rex, Magnum, Wildstrike, and Sweet Spot fight their way through Icon's underworld against criminal empires and a movement determined to bring an end to the Cybertronian Confederation. Welcome back, everyone, to Empire of Rust. Isn't this amazing, huh? Oh, yeah. Finish up the big fight. Hello. Oh, well, hi. How you doing? All right. How you doing there, Matt? All right. How have you been? Uh, I'm doing excited pre- for the next episode. That That's good. That's good. I'm excited, too. I'm excited for a whole bunch of episodes. Yeah. My excitement level's, like, up to my neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't stray. Not since, in uh, over my head. Haven't seen you guys since last season. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Mike? How you doing over there? I'm doing pretty well. Enjoying the the, the summer now? Or I should say, enjoying the summer as it's coming to a close? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I get nothing. <laughs> get all your back-to-school well, shopping done? I just got depressed <laughs> real fast is what I got. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> What about you, Pat? How you doing over there? How you doing down in Rhode Island? I'm doing okay. I'm in my uh, I'm in my finals week, so I've got a, a lot of studying still to do. But uh, I'm doing I'm doing well. Somebody's mm-hmm. getting A's. Yep, top of his class. I'm I'm hoping to get all A's, but one of those is unlikely. Probably get a B. Don't don't worry. I, I have confidence that your whole report cut will be an A. It's it's going to be an a hole all the yeah, way around. That's that's true. <laughs> if you just fold it and then put it up on the table, it becomes like an A card. Looks like an A. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. The triangles. Yeah, that's that's neat. Triangles. And what about you, Adam? Huh? What what I do? It wasn't me. The guy was dead when I got there. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it has been a good summer presumably, <laughs> and I am glad that it's coming to an end because I'm a big, heavyset guy with a lot of fur. I do not do well in the heat. He's also a werewolf. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, your, your beard is, is your, your beard's no joke. No joke at all. I think he meant to say magnificent. That is also an acceptable answer. The The judges will also accept uh, epic, godlike, and as though it were made of the fleece of uh, uh, the golden fleece. We have to fight a dragon. I think you're overselling this. <laughs> you mean like it sat on a rock for Am 500 I? years? Have you seen my beard recently? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I might be underselling <laughs> <laughs> is it down to your belly button yet? Yep. Oh man. Okay. Okay. I take it all back. And the uh, the side scruff practically covers my shoulders. Just don't want a, any dude with a, me- a mechanical owl coming to try to kill you. <laughs> it's a totally specific concern. <laughs> I've never I've never been able to grow like a beard of length. Just width, huh? That's because you keep shaving it. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I, I've tried in the past to like let it go, and it just doesn't. It doesn't 
Yeah. Really, it, it doesn't take a lot of effort to let a beard grow. It takes a lot of effort to stop it. <laughs> I do get where you're going. Though. Different people have different kinds of beards. Though. My uncle is like that. It just sort of sits there and does nothing and spits body. Yeah. You also get to that. There's always the phase that you really, really want to shave it off because it's making your face itch really, really badly. That's the length I keep my beard all the time. The itchy length? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wonder why I itch my face the entire, the entire day. I mean, wow. for me, it's like I, when, when I get to the stage where it starts like reaching out and grabbing lamps and breaking them over my head, like that's where <laughs> I start like, ah, oh, come on, man. Don't understand <laughs> your crazy moon language. <laughs> glad somebody got I'm glad somebody got that reference. Yeah, that only uh, that only happens to me when I go for the scissors for like an arts and craft project and the beard takes it the wrong way. You know how often that happens to me? Tops, tops. Two, three times a week. <laughs> Today we have a special episode for everyone because we have just went through a big revision to our rule set. So for those of you who don't know, we put together a uh, we put together a homebrew rule set for Empire of Rust using Starfinder and the uh, Mechamorphosis supplement back when we started this this whole shindig. Uh and after playing for a good 2 years, we found the things that work and the things that don't work. So we went ahead and we did a big update to our rules, uh, adding a whole bunch of different uh, class features, adjusting and rebalancing all our classes, and uh, reworking the way our alt modes work so that's a, a, a better way of rebuilding and better way of dealing with our alt modes. All this really, really neat stuff. And we've been kind of like, like tweaking it here and there uh, off and on over the last couple months to see just, you know, just what, what would work best for it. And it is so good to let everyone know that it is now time for us to actually start using it for real. Which means that in addition to the level six level up that all of you got at the end of the last session. Uh, also, there's going to be some rebuilding and some adjusting to your uh, existing builds. Uh, some of you have uh, tuned and tweaked your alt modes a little bit to get you uh, uh, some more stuff and some more options. And uh, and I, I, Matt, you're going to have a, a ton of different uh, uh, things because not only did your alt mode change, but your class ended up changing too. So <laughs> a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, so you know what? Let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. So Matt, why don't you start us off? Uh, talk about what a level six magnum looks like and what changes you did to, to your character. Um, yeah, I mean, I tried to, I tried to sort of keep, uh, true to the way he was before. Structures as the structure form, um, the neat thing about it now is, like, instead of being a specific type of, you, you start with sort of a basic type of structure, it's like offensive, defensive, or specialist, and then as you level up, you can add, like, bays to it that do all sorts of neat things, like the repair bays and, and in this case, I have a sensor bay and a shield generator, which is the way he was before. But now they're both two bays in the same building, which which also means I I basically both at the same time now, which is nifty. 
and uh, the hardness the, the the hardness has been tweaked for building, so they're a little more durable um, than they were before. I mean that fluctuated a lot, so we sort of nailed it down a bit more. I mean we'll see how that goes. As for the class, headmaster has been separated into its own class and reorganized a little bit to you know sort of point towards a little more mental mental area. Um, the tweaks, I mean, is very similar. I I um, changed one of his abilities so he can actually emulate other feats sort of on the fly, which is inter- very interesting. Ooh, that sounds cool. Yeah, I, I like that one. That was a new ability for the for the new version of the Headmaster. So, I mean, it's very similar to what he does before, but I think it's a lot more efficient or sort of better defined. And this, I think there's a lot more, there's more room to grow for both of these because in like a level or two, I can add another bay. And also with the headmaster, I, um, in my particular choice, I chose, I actually used, took, took a couple of feats and boosted Pythagoras up three levels. So what level is Pythagoras now? He is now six levels as well. Ah. Oh man. He's not actually necessarily going to get a stay at the same level as everyone else because he levels up only every other level. And the two feats gave him two extra levels. But that means he's gained three levels in Scientist and a bunch of neat stuff with that. Uh, so you're effectively playing two sixth-level characters right now. Yes, to a, to a point. I mean, there, the, Magnum didn't grow as much because I used two of his feats for that. Um, but So he hasn't changed as much. But yes, temporarily I will be anyway. Um, and Scientist is, Scientist is pretty cool, too. There's a lot of... Like his healing has improved, his glass gas has gotten more powerful. He has more hit points. He has more armor. He's got a new mag, mag- magnetic gun, which will be fun to play with, and uh, a few other surprises, which I think I'm going to leave for now. Scientist is a very fun class too. I found, you know, now that I've gotten a chance to bump up a few levels too. I mean, I always enjoyed it, and it's just gotten more fun. So, so uh, that's where we're at right now. If you do add a, another bay in the future, I would suggest adding one just for Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a bay, apparently. He needs the bay that just explodes every five minutes. <laughs> That's fair. So, Matt, you had taken two, uh, you took multiform uh, a couple of levels ago. So, you had two, you were able to turn into two different buildings. But now you have, like, the bays that you have replicate both of those. You don't need both. You don't need both forms anymore. No, I dropped the multiform. So you dropped multiform. Okay. Uh, that was actually one of the feats I used instead was the, the boost, the boost companion feat, which was one of the ones I used instead. Okay. His feats didn't get adjusted too much. One I'm got adjusted slightly because the class feels, class skills change a little bit. But that's just sort of details. So, I mean, I consider taking another multi-form and maybe I'll do it again because if I do another building, he could have a to- to- totally two different new bays too, which would be nifty, but uh, maybe mm-hmm. in the future. So, Excellent. So all kind of combined together and you, uh, you made it so you could uh, essentially be the two different buildings you wanted to be at the same time. Yep, pretty much. And that'll be very handy. And uh, the sensor bay has gotten more powerful too. Ooh. So uh, that's six level. So I could quadruple my sensor range now. Damn, Magnum. You can see everything. <laughs> Whether I want to or not. 
on the structure alt modes, you had three different choices. You had an offensive building, defensive building, and a specialist building. So which one did you go with? I went with a specialist building. They add they add bay slightly faster, and he was pretty much a specialist building before because the sensor bay would be sort of a bapticle. Since a, spe- a specialist sort of emphasizes utility over either attacking or defending, they're sort of sort of but so they have more more tech slots and more bays. They get bays faster, but they don't have as much they don't have as much they don't have as many weapon slots, and they don't have like the 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 heavy duty hardness of a of a defensive building. Specialist buildings get an additional bay every three levels. So you start off with your command center and then you get one for uh, uh, every three levels instead of the every four levels that the offensive or defensive buildings would get. Yes. And there is a new feed. I'll probably take the level, which sort of gives you, which I, I, which I like. Um, It wouldn't help this level, but it basically, it's uh, it helps. It helps a lot of alt forms. So basically, your alt some of your, some of your alt form features are like two levels higher. So for for buildings, it could actually act as if I was two level higher for the number of bays. Uh, I get. So. Um, Excellent. So at seventh level, if I take that feat, I could get a third bay. Uh, and one thing that we did with uh, not just the building alt modes, uh, but all of the alt modes, is each individual piece that can be customized uh, grows in power over time. So generally, you'll get an effect at level one, and then you'll that'll improve at level six, and then again at level twelve, and then again at level uh, eighteen. So yeah. the the levels where you would normally get racial abilities, uh, you get bonuses to your alt mode as well yeah those are the theme levels and like the, he has the shield generator and the sensor bay and the sensor bay range goes up and the shield the shield power increases the dr goes up and the energy resistance goes up for it too and it gets more range so and he also and command center gets at six level gets a synergy ability where i can extend the range of the shield i think like once a day well, that is all good stuff, and I am scared for all my bots. Uh, so with that said, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to Mike. And tell me, what uh, what does a level 6 Wild Strike look like? First, I'll go into the vehicle alt mode, since that changed a little bit. Instead of selecting a particular vehicle, we now pick between a fast, a balanced, or a heavy vehicle. Uh, for Wild Strike, I chose a balanced vehicle, Ooh. and then I get two parts, essentially enhanced parts. You called them. Um, I chose flight, which makes just perfect sense, being a jet. Right. And the second one I chose is gun lift, which gives me uh, additional weapon slots. I think gun lift is going to be a popular one. Yep. There wasn't really <laughs> anything else I saw that would make sense or, you know, really work for what I was going with. So that seemed to be the best choice for the second one. Um, as far as Soldier goes, there really wasn't much change to Soldier. The biggest thing is the Marksmech abilities that I've been taking. I had Marksmech 1, 2, and 3. Um, you change the way how Marksmech 1 worked instead of adding... An additional D8 of damage, it now adds uh, D6 of damage every two levels. 
and you eliminated Mark's Mech 3. So instead of uh, Mark's Mech 3, I have uh, Built to Last, which gives me some damage reduction. Other than that, I'm the same as I was before. Really? Yeah. Not a, not a ton of changes for you, huh? There really wasn't. It was just the vehicle modes and the uh, class abilities that were different. One of the big things that uh, we did over this revision was a lot of the abilities that required you to take like Mark's Mech 1, Mark's Mech 2, 3, 4, and just had like a, a big like, feet chain effectively in order to get to the later levels. Uh, we condensed a lot of that down to to one one or two abilities that grow over time. Uh, so, for example, with the Mark's Mech, and I believe we had like up to like, Mark's Mech 8 you could have taken. Yeah, I believe so. So now we have uh, things like Mark's Mech 2 or 3 at most, and then Mark's Mech 1 is all of the, the, dam- the, the damage buffs. So over time, it's just going to grow. So over every level, every two levels, it's going to, you're going to add in some extra damage to your uh, to your, your dice. Yeah, I like the change. It's a, it was a good change. Uh, and with the, the vehicle alt modes, and we'll talk about this a, a little bit as we, we get to everyone else as well. Uh, vehicle alt modes, you like Mike said, you pick uh, which kind of theme you want for the vehicle, and then you pick one, uh, pick two parts that will give you uh, very unique and very kind of obvious abilities. So in your case, the flight mode gives you a a flying a flight speed in your vehicle mode, and then it will increase over time and get you a net you a whole bunch of other neat abilities. That'd be kind of neat. So yeah. I'm kind of surprised you didn't choose like a, a VTOL or a, a hover I was uh, option. thinking about it, but I don't know. It just didn't make too much sense the way I was playing them. Are you still going to be playing nose first or nothing? <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't need VTOL when the ground is there to stop him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's how we know you. <laughs> <laughs> he just got a big, big, put a big piece of styrofoam on the nose cone. <laughs> Well, excellent. That's good. Uh, you are right. Soldier itself didn't really go through too many changes. Uh, just a lot of like uh, efficiency changes, quality of life fixes, uh, and and just bringing all the uh, the extra abilities down to like one or two, so you have some more room for later on for growth later on. Yeah, it was a nice, easy change for my character. <laughs> excellent. Speaking of easy changes. Be serious. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, uh, go ahead and talk about what a, a level six carapace is going to be. I try not to swear too much. Yeah, so surprising nobody. Uh, my, my builds are complicated. <laughs> and uh, out of everything so far, mine probably had the largest changes. And we're still trying to iron out exactly what stacks or switches or changes with what but you know i have a functional character so that's good um so i am also a vehicle uh and as a tank i chose the heavy base um vehicle and i have armor plating which slows me down but gives me damage reduction and i reduce i take less collision damage and i actually gain an energy resistance so like i am now while i am a um a tank i have uh sonic resistance five which is a new thing. And I also had a gun lift because I'm a tank and that's just kind of, uh, kind of makes sense. Um, what does gun lift uh, do exactly? Um, in this case, I gain, uh, the number of available weapon slots in my alt mode and my cargo capacity both increase by four. 
Um, and in level at level six, uh, once per day, if we miss with a ranged attack, you can immediately uh, move a weapon from your storage into one of your weapon slots and make another attack. Um, so it's a you know once per day you can just try and hit again, which is which is kind of nice. Um, regarding my, I stuck with my uh, triformer. So in addition to being a vehicle, I'm also a beast beast master. Uh, pardon me, let me pull up my things. And beast masters have a uh, similar, uh, but instead of having you pick two things, you have what are called build points. Um, and you have 10 build points. So again, you, there's, you could start off as either a strong base, an agile base, or a tough base. Um, and since I'm this big-ass beetle thing, I, I took tough, uh, which gives you certain stat modifications when you're in beetle form. Um, and the points that I took for that are armor hide, which is almost identical to the tank, in which case I have damage reduction and energy resistance, but in this case it is acid. Um, I have burrowing claws, so I can now burrow, ironically, faster than I can walk <laughs> as a beetle, <laughs> uh, which is uh, – we're, we're discovering that. And I can, like, burrow under people and knock them down by, like, you know, making a, uh, you know, unstable earth sort of thing. Does that mean we're going to have, like, Bugs Bunny following us everywhere now? Yep, pretty much. That's that's <laughs> That's fairly accurate. You have to purchase extra legs, and since I'm a beetle, I have to spend two of my points to gain extra legs, which allows me to be, like, it's very difficult to move me or to, like, knock me prone because I'm just, you know, stable. I have equipment mounts, which is a, you know, I animals don't get a lot of a weapon and equipment slots, so it was just a way of allowing me to actually use some of the stuff that I have in bot mode. And I have leg actuators, which means I can, like, jump and move very quickly. Uh, so that's uh, very nice. So my beetle form is more – isn't necessarily, like, combat-based. It's more utility. So it's, it's, like, getting around. It's that kind of stuff. So that's really useful. Um, and then for the actual class, for load-bearer, uh, quite a few things changed. Similar to the soldier – they we condensed things so instead of having to take like blaster mode one two three four five you know whatever it's just blaster mode and then it goes up uh, by levels but now we have a mechanic that uses something called uh combination points and you have a certain number based upon your constitution and in order to use like so for example i am a blaster so that means automatically as long as i'm in, in blaster mode I get a plus one bonus to ranged attacks. But at level four, I could spend two combination points to increase that number to plus two and like overcome some damage reduction. And as, as your level goes up, the number of combination points that you need to spend in order to gain those better and better benefits increases. Um, so like right now, I, I can only turn into blasters, uh, blaster mode. But you have things like Delver mode and tank mode and jet mode and, t you know, that sort of stuff. So we'll discover those as we as we go along um and i guess secondly the other big thing is combined uh, load bearers are now considered large size when they're in their combined form so yeah they are think of like ultra magnus like you know he's like he's like, i'm a big ass big ass thing now so that's that's super interesting we're gonna see how that affects things 
Um, some of the feats that I had taken were modified in such a way that I can't have them right now. So like previously I was able to shoot a lot by taking multi-shooting, but you can't take that until level seven now. Um, so I had to change a different feat, uh, in which case I took uh, enhanced resistance uh, for electricity because I seem to be getting hurt with electricity quite a bit. So now I have electricity resistance six. And that's in every form, so that's great. I think most of that has come from Wild Strike, to be honest. Uh, well, I mean, I've got a lot of electricity weapons as well, so it was just uh, I've been hitting myself also, a little uh, bit, yeah. And um, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Legionnaire, I think, has electricity. Yeah, the electric too. shotgun. And you know, I also thought it was you know mechanically like back when I actually just completed the circuit when we were on the uh, Metallicus, the idea of like building up resistance to it just felt appropriate uh. mechanical and thematic i yep. like it i like and, it and uh, lastly uh, i switched out my uh, uh weapon focus with heavy weapons because i've just i've been hitting kind of a lot and i wanted to do something a little more interesting so i have uh something called armor upgrades so i can now implement uh tech items into my armor so that i can use them to in you know enhance myself and one of those things i actually have a i now have a jetpack so I can fly while I'm in my Ooh. base form, which is oh, wow. useful. It's not fast. I mean, it's it's no wild no wild strike, that's for sure. But it's 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 mo it's mobility. <laughs> um, and I have a uh, one of my other tech slots that I put in was called a thermal capacitor. So the thermal capacitor allows me. I have energy resistance five to both cold and fire because temperature extremes just don't affect me. So I have a lot of energy resistances now. I think actually all of them, if I did my math correctly. Sonic, acid, fire, electricity, and cold. Yeah, so, yeah. And, D and DR. So they're not all always active, but depending on what we're fighting, I can be like, oh, wait, we're getting hit by acid. Let me turn into a, a beetle. You know, like, oh, I'm, we're getting hit by Sonic. Let me turn into a tank. So it'll be – I just like that theme. Like, Carapace is tough. He's got this thick – adaptive shell and it's like oh well that's kind of what it is that's very we, cool kind of what what i did and i think when you're a beetle are you bitty are you bitty beetle or just a regular medium beetle uh no i actually am now because i have the um so they call it the the armor and the core so like the core is like my normal medium-sized bot form and the armor is kind of like the the shell that goes around me so i am now as a tank and a beetle, I am considered large size so long as I'm inside of my armor, which for all intents and purposes will be all the time. So Never going to get out of your armor? Why, why would you? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's possible. Like, you know, you could do – there's some like nifty little things where I can kind of like leave it and like shoot guns from it like later on. But that's not – that will be later, later build stuff. So. Yeah. We watch out for the scientists. I know, right? One of the ways of augmenting your characters are called personal upgrades. Um, and they're realistically, besides gaining levels, they're the only ways that you can increase your stats. Um, and everyone can have up to three. One bonus of plus two, one bonus of plus four, and one bonus of plus six. Um, and we just got to the point where we can kind of afford the plus fours and the plus twos. So my character is largely – he feels that's more interesting than picking up a bigger gun. So I now am uh, – have been augmented permanently so that my dexterity and constitution are higher. So I'm 
I'm pretty freaking tough now. <laughs> Good to know. Excellent. Well, that was a ton of changes for for you there, Pat. Yeah, a lot a lot happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that brings us to last but certainly not least, Adam and Sweet Spot. And I think that out of all of you, I think you, Adam, were probably had the least amount of changes yep. between vehicles and uh, between your alt mode and your class. So tell us what uh, what level six sweet spots like. Uh, well, uh, I'm also a vehicle. Uh, I chose the uh, the fast template, of course. Of course. So my first alt mode, uh, I've got uh, acrobatic and speedster for abilities. Of course, of course, uh, perfect. I, <laughs> I kept as a triformer. Uh, because I used the, the other form quite extensively toward the end. Uh, and I, I kind of like being the aerial transport for the, for the group. Sure. Because I'm tired of taking Bustatron and Rail Spike and all that other stuff. We'll get around our own, our own way. Uh, so for the alt, the second alt mode that I have, uh, I have a VTOL. And uh, rescue tech. Oh, interesting! Rescue tech. What's uh, what's that give you? Uh, rescue tech is um, Yalt mode is a mobile rescue vehicle uh, packed to the rim with technology and tools to help you find injured bots and uh, restore them to life. Wow! So hmm. sort of like a. Uh, a flying med bay that uh, Pythagoras could uh, operate out of, if need be. Uh, so the level one increases the uh, increase the number of tech slots available to your alt mode by four, increase your cargo capacity by six, and the level six is uh, as a full action you can douse a fire, remove acid, cleanse an area of radiation, or otherwise remove an environmental effect. GM's discretion from 1d4 squares. Uh, this can be done multiple times to completely clean an area of contaminants. So effectively, the rescue tech works as kind of like the tech, the equipment version of uh, gun lift, where it gives you more more equipment slots and lets you just do more, uh, have a bit more utility to your, your mode there. Exactly right. Uh, of course, being a Velostron didn't really change anything there. Uh, still got the combiner feats. Um, the class really didn't have any any changes. Six level uh, doesn't give you really anything for uh, for a class upgrade, except a few on the numbers. Uh, kept the mass shifts, the multi-form. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, uh, with the number of feats and everything that I had to take to to keep things kind of status quo, I was not able to keep the shoulder-mounted laser because that would have taken another thing. So now my laser is a handheld. You had to sacrifice your weapon mount to, to rebuild your stuff. I understand. Yep, I understand. But that's really the major change there. And I did have a list of stuff that I shopped for, and I thought I had sent it to you. But it's not uh, not really upgraded on the sheet right now, so I've yet to transfer that. 
So yeah, what would you? Uh, so yeah, no, go ahead and uh, go ahead and tell me there, Adam. What'd you uh, get for your your shopping trip? Because don't forget, you all had ten thousand Shanix in back pay uh, for all of the all of the 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 stuff and all all of the missions you went on after you were declared dead. So all the money you got was effectively a retroactive payment. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's that I do not have my shopping list that I the paper that I used to figure everything out. And I thought I had sent it to you and up, upgraded my character with that stuff. But apparently I did not. If you don't remember seeing it, then I didn't even send it to you. One additional note, <clears throat> uh, Mike and I were talking in between. Uh, we actually found some money in the last adventure. So our individual shares are uh, 712 extra. Think of it as like 10,712 as opposed to... Just straight ten thousand. Uh, Matt, anything that you wanted to share for uh, equipment or anything that you bought? Anything interesting from that uh, ten thousand Shanix reward you got? Just uh, just thinking about what Pat was saying. I actually um, uh, I wanted to put that money towards sort of a the secret project I'm working on. I actually put fifteen thousand to that. But could I use my uh, upgrade? Like the story upgrade for to get a personal upgrade, uh, I guess it's seventh level um, to intelligence. Yeah, absolutely. You guys can uh, since you'll you'll have some time uh, now that you've gotten back to Iacon, you can easily contact uh, Fix It and get some personal upgrades installed. Certainly, he needs he needs an assistant named Forget It. So <laughs> Fix It, Forget It. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, I found my list. Oh, go for it. What'd you get? Just off of the notes here, I got uh, attention deflectors. Ooh. Good. Uh, I, I've, I've had those since like level two. <laughs> ejector sheets. Awesome. Ejector seats? Yeah, that's right. So don't, don't piss off the pilot. <laughs> you have so much fun with that. Yes. Uh, Energon converter. Solid. Uh, I have a pair, uh, uh, two pairs of stasis cuffs. Always good to have. Three inhibitor restraints, a Mach 2 hollow projector. Nice. Ooh. And I'm going to spring for a pair of headlights. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> So, Mike, uh, Mike, Pat, anything that you want to share for your rewards that you got? Well, firstly, I took the ice carbine and the plasma bolter that we got off of uh, the guy last time. Oh, quick switches weapons. Yeah, yeah and weapons. weapons. Um, he also had a scimitar, which nobody seemed to claim, so I don't know if anybody wants that. A disciple blaze scimitar. I'll hold on to it, but... If anybody wants it, they can take it. I don't have a strong desire for it, but I can use it. So if you were like, hey, I'm I'm overburdened or you don't ever intend to use it, then I can. But I think I'm the only one else in the party that has access to uh, advanced melee weapons. Does uh, Legionnaire? Uh, I believe he's a, he's a soldier, right? He is? Yes, and he, has, oh, he can, he can, he can use it. anything then. Okay, that'd be good since he only had the line weapon. Flaming sword. Yeah, so I grabbed those two uh, <coughs> rifles from him. I also purchased a tactical dashikari, 
which is basically a melee weapon, and a light bayonet bracket to attach it to one of my rifles. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds dangerous. Yeah. It's just <laughs> to have a uh, melee weapon for attacks of opportunity rather than holding one in my hand. I'll always have it on. Still sticking, still keeping your knife, right? I don't have it on me anymore. Oh. Oh, no. That knife was iconic. <laughs> don't you mean um, don't you mean Ioconic? <laughs> <laughs> I get a personal upgrade mark one and a personal upgrade mark two. Sweet. I also got attention deflectors. They're just so good. Uh, I got standard dark vision <laughs> capacitors. Nice. So I can see in the dark. And a repair spider mark two. That sounds good to me. What's that repair spider do? Any spiders that you have that are broken, it'll take care of it. That's it, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a, I'm a beetle. Is uh, that close enough? <laughs> you might end beetle. up with a couple extra legs at the end of it. <laughs> uh, what the spider do is does is uh, when you take a long rest, it'll enact some repairs and restores two d eight hit points. Neat. So it repairs hit points specifically, but not stamina. Correct. Is that like a, is a long rest like the ten minute rest we use to? No. Or is that longer? No. Long rest is, is is like like a sleep. Yeah, once per night. Eight hours. Yeah. Okay. Short rest is the ten minutes. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm gonna have to, I have more shopping to do in the future. I haven't worked out all the details because I was I was muddled my, I muddled myself a bit, but uh, so I'll probably have to. Mentioned, but it won't be anything major. The only thing major probably is going to be like the the synaptic accelerators for the intelligence. So, that is all good stuff from uh, from you guys here. So a lot of of upgrades, some rebuilds going on, and a nice big shopping trip for everyone. So, uh, yeah, you you guys definitely deserved it. You uh. That was like the the big reward for for season one because you guys went through through everything and managed to to bring down Quick Switch, and he was a he was a, a tough character too. So there was a, a lot of stuff that you could went wrong with that one, but you guys did it really really well. Broke right into the ship, tracked him down, and managed to to resolve all of that. You mean there was more that could have gone wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you never know. You never know. Let's go ahead and wrap up season one with a couple of little small things for all of you. Wild Strike lands the Steel Haven at Iacon Spaceport, and Ironhide is waiting there with a small army of bots. It looks like he called in every favor he could and got a battalion of former Autobot soldiers there to clear the port. As soon as you land, Ironhide orders the prisoners arrested and sends those injured to Central Reclamation with a heavy escort. Fix-It arrives and tends to any injuries, paying careful attention to voltage and examining Quickswitch's body. Outside the landing berth, the reporters are already forming a gauntlet, each one jockeying for position to get shots of all of you, but 
Ironhide escorts you all the way from the port as quick as he can and back to the ISS building. Over the next few days, we see life returning to normal over Iacon. The vid walls that displayed the Cybertron first emblem now show ads for Macadam's new oil house. The ranks of the Badgerless were thinned, and many of them were just not comfortable staying in their role after being so thoroughly used. For many of them, this was the first taste of real combat, the type that most of the neutrals avoided during the war. The existence of the Cerebro shells became public knowledge and led to hysteria as con artists started selling head armor and neck shields to prevent future takeovers, and lines of bots stream out from the repair clinics on an almost daily basis, paranoid concern that the slightest injury will let a Cerebro shell in. And the four of you take some much-needed time to yourselves. Now, I want you to imagine this as if it's the closing sequence of a movie. Peaceful music plays as we see each of the heroes doing what they can to, to rest and recuperate. We see Carapace returning to the weapons lockup, pointing at that electric shotgun. <laughs> Him and Backstop take the gun, head on over to the firing range, and we see the two of them blasting away at hollow targets. Each trying to show up the other one, trying to see who's the best. We pan outside the building as Magnum is checking his comm unit. Twelve unread messages light up along the display, all from Hold Stuffatron. It starts off pleasant, but each message gets meaner and meaner and more insistent because you haven't paid him yet. Finally, the last one says... This is an automated message from Hold Stuffatron. Your delivery is still awaiting pickup. Current storage fee is 142 Shanix. You have three days to confirm receipt, otherwise your goods will be disposed of. As you rush out the door, the comm device displays one more text message. This one from the bounty hunter Hardtop. Welcome back to Iacon, hero. I'll be talking with you real soon. We pan upwards from Magnum into the skies to see Wildstrike weaving through the towers of Iacon, playing chicken with Metroplex's comm tower. He pulls up at the last possible second, half-transforming mid-flight and running along the vertical surface of the circle. As he levels off and flies away... The tower transforms and shakes an angry fist at him. Damn good. As he, <laughs> as he streaks across the sky, a familiar red, blue, and gray seeker approaches quickly from the city center. Starscream calls out to him and pulls up to fly in formation next to him. I couldn't help but overhear that you're looking for information. <laughs> and we fade to black. A 
decacycle later, you're all gathered in Stormrunner Memorial Speedway. Ambassador Sweetspot and Knockout leading a silent procession around the track. Not just Velocitronians, but Yukarans, Cybertronians, Camions, and Divisions all joined the entourage as the quiet lap memorializes all those who had fallen during the battle with Cybertron first. The lap comes to a close in front of a stage. Starscream approaches the podium. My fellow Cybertronians, we are gathered here to honor the memory of the fallen, those that have made the ultimate sacrifice to preserve our way of life. We shall never forget who they were or what they did for the betterment of our race. He steps aside for Zaron to take his place, and he begins to read off a list of names. Names of all the bots who lost their lives during the conflict. What's going through your heads while this is going on? Sweet Spot, we'll start with you. Well, um, I'll probably be thinking about the Green Spark and my mission. My mind will wander. Uh, I'm wondering if there's some way I could have dodged all this local strife and death at the hands of C1. Uh, if things played out differently, would my master be secure with his life force by now? If I had gotten involved, would things have played out differently? Would Carapace even care to get involved? Would Magnum's capture by the bounty hunter have been stalled? Could things have been worse? Or would they have been better? That's what my mind is wandering on. Hmm. What about you, Carapace? What's going through Carapace's head? Um, I'm not as complicated as Sweet Spot is. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I find these sort of things kind of unnecessary you know i mean like it, this is like the kind of like pomp and circumstance that I, I i tend to dislike um i'm standing here because i know it's going to get me something useful in the long run but not because i want to be here um <laughs> people die i'm glad i'm not one of them that's kind of what i that's how i feel about it and what about you wild strike the only decepticon here the only person with a faction here What's going through your head? Well, Wildstrike is thinking about all the senseless deaths brought upon by these traitors. Autobots, Decepticons. Uh, we used to fight for something, fight for a purpose. But this, what does the badge even mean anymore? I don't know. Mm. And Magnum. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no kidding. Are you, though? <laughs> the air was grim, just like the news. And the, uh, the speeches were long and tedious. But we wouldn't forget these sacrifices of um, that guy and the other dude. <laughs> <laughs> But I was forced to uh, think of other matters. My uh, forthcoming trip to Scarvix, which 
can't be put off much longer. Um, if I can help it. And uh, that's what he'll be thinking about. I mean, he'll brood as best as possible. Uh, <laughs> no one broods better. Always... <laughs> can always depend on Magnum to lighten the tension, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Zaron finishes up reading off the, the names of the fallen. Lastly, Ambassador Sweetspot has something that he would like to add. And the Ambassador steps up to the podium. Uh, thank you, Zaron. And thank all of you for being here. Sabatronians, it is with a heavy spark that we all stand here in unity over our losses but we have assembled in unity. We have done that. When I came here from Velostron, representing Velostron for Velostronians, I had no idea I was a Cybertronian. I know this because my spark is heavy with these losses as well. My gears wind with the stresses I have exerted trying to prevent no, uh, not just one of the deaths we here today, but but all of them. There are a few here from our neighbors on Earth. When Earth was suggested to join with our council, it was thought that they could learn much from us, but it is us uh, that can learn from them. I have read that they have Americans, Africans, Europeans, Asians, and Australians. Their clans have spread and fought over each and every continent on their small, life-covered planet. They are on the verge of peace among all their people in the span of a fraction of one of our lifetimes. We, too, are spread across the ocean of stars, but we are all one race. We are all Transformers. We've been through quite a bit this last uh, year, I think the humans call it. C1's hate speech and terrorist attacks have forced us into a, a kind of lockdown in ways. Unable to be the social bots that we, we are happiest being. Afraid to go anywhere and catch the cerebro sales that were infecting so many. The social unrest due to our differences in origin has to stop. And I'm confident it will. Because now, now we know, and knowing is half the battle. We are not just the colonies we live in or were built in. We are Transformers. Just like the humans, you are starting to see that they are not separate races due to their external appearances, belief system, or geographical origin. But one global race of humans. We too can learn that lesson. I, for one, am going to stop referring to myself as a Velocitroni. I come from there, I live and work there, and I'm proud of it. But if I'm asked, what are you? I am a Transformer, will be my re reply. That is my race. That is my spiritual belief, and that is my new political platform. I would like to give my personal thanks to my companions, I'll gesture, Carapace, Magnum, 
and Wildstrike, as well as Rex, who could not be here with us today. Also, I will always remember and am grateful for the camaraderie, wisdom, and sheer bravery of one bot who has fallen from our ranks. Zephyr. Primes be with you all, and thank you. The words of Ambassador Sweetspot echo throughout the crowd. And as the last vestiges of the service fade to nothing, we pan upwards to the evening sky over Cybertron. The stars of Primus's sky emerging for all to see. In the distance, one of those stars winks out, never to be seen again. And that is the end of Season 1. So we will see you all next time with the start of a new adventure and season two. (laughs) Until then, zip, 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 zoom. Did a a star star just die? Yeah. Maybe. That's, that's, all right. That's that's ominous. (laughs) That's, that's ominous. (laughs) This is Blaster. Blasting out to the airwaves, bringing you the latest and greatest hits Uh, and news updates. I have big news for you today, so keep those audio receptors turned up to the max. Empire of Rust was created, written, and GM'd by Michael Ordway. Carapace is played by Patrick Finn. Wild Strike, the Decepticon, is played by Mike M. Pythagoras and Magnum are played by Matthew G. Sweet Spot is played by Adam Ichu. And last but no way least, Rex and his dino buds, Laser, Grazer, and Laser, are played by Rob Muller. Keep the hits coming by supporting the show at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. And tune in to the Transmissions Network for all your Transformers news and reviews. This is Blaster, the voice of Cybertron's airwaves, blasting out.